Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast with me, Dr. Joseph Walker. This podcast is designed to offer strategies and moving vision to reality. Leaders can expect to be mentored, inspired, challenged to succeed at the next level. So prepare to be exposed, empowered, and equipped for excellence. Thank you for connecting and allowing this space to become an opportunity for growth and collaborative learning. Now, let's go on this journey together and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our teams, and the world. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to Next Level Leaders Podcast. I'm Dr. Joseph Warren Walker III, and I'm so grateful to have you once again tuning in to this place, this platform, whereby we empower, inspire, and encourage people toward their visions and dreams and manifestation of all that we believe God has for their lives. This month has been just amazing because we are focusing on winning women. This Women's Month uh, is so important because I believe that there are some extraordinary stories out there of women who have literally done great things, who have broken records, who have done things that are unconventional, women who have stories of survival success. And you've heard some of those stories and we've gotten so many responses and we've been so incredibly blessed to hear from you on our platforms. And we appreciate all of you who connect with us at Joseph Walker 3 on Instagram. Make sure you follow me there. Let me know if Next Level Leaders is being a blessing to you. Today, we're going right back into winning women. And let me tell you, this woman here is a story you have to hear. You know, there's so much um, that that we we have to talk about in terms of law enforcement, in terms of our perception of law enforcement, understanding the passion of those who go into it. And today I have a very dear friend of my wife and I, and her name is Lawanda Hill. And she actually is a supervisory FBI special agent. And to work for the Federal Bureau of Investigations, that's a journey, as many of you can imagine, And I want you to meet her. I want to hear her story. I want you to know that this woman from Mississippi has now risen to the ranks in the FBI, that she's not only impacting lives, but she's inspiring others in teaching and doing so much around not only the country, but around the world. Lawanda, thank you so much for being on Next Level Leaders. Oh, Dr. Walker, I just want to say thank you for uh, picking me for this great honor. And I just want to say thank you so much. How did you get involved in law enforcement? Let me talk about Mississippi first. You, your young girl growing up in Mississippi, talk about that and how this passion came. Was this your first passion or did it come out of something else? Well, one thing about me, <laughs> I always knew that I was different. Okay, different in a good way. And when it came down to career choices, I wanted something that would give me exposure to the world, help me to see a different perspective of the world. Becoming an FBI agent was not always my first choice, actually. I had thought if I did not become an FBI agent, I was actually going to pursue being a pilot. However, I decided to give it a try, uh, to apply to become an FBI special agent. Of course, being from Mississippi, people told me that is impossible. It's not going to happen for you. And if you do it, you wouldn't be able to see your family. Just different things to deter me from applying to be an FBI agent. 
But I went and talked to another female recruiter who connected me with uh, another recruiter, and the rest is history. Wow. That is so fascinating because, you know, there's a perception that to be an FBI agent, it's so grueling, the scrutiny, you have to go through so much just to arrive at that point. I guess the question is, as a female, did you find it more difficult to navigate through the ranks of that? Or was it pretty much kind of you viewed it as, well, I'm just going in and seeing myself like everybody else? Like, what are the challenges that females, young girls who are listening in right now who may want to go down their career path that they need to be aware of? Well, one thing for me, um, becoming an FBI agent was one of uh, several careers. So the cutoff age to be an FBI special agent is 36 and a half. And so I decided, being a single parent, that I was going to become an FBI agent at the age of 34. So at the age of 34, one of the requirements for being an FBI agent is you have to be physically fit. So we know that uh, most ages, sometimes our physical fitness declines at a certain age. Not only that, having good credit, suitability standards, and security standards. But then there's also being a woman. Yes, you do encounter challenges being a female coming into a male-dominated career. However, you just have to remain emotionally intelligent. And continue to focus on the goal because I don't care what career you choose, there's going to be challenges, but you have to stay the course to overcome them. You know, I think one of the things that's important for our listeners and often I talk about preparation, right? And I talk about how life, there's a certain, you know, academic preparation we have for a particular career path, but there's also a life preparation we have. There are things you learn from from grandmother or certain, you know, values, certain skills, certain things you get just growing up in life. Can you talk about just some of those things that just made Lawanda Lawanda? You know, because there's a certain, you know, I think a DNA, there's a certain pedigree that a person can gain just through life experiences and the values you have that allows you to operate where you operate now. Can you talk about the importance of that? Yeah. One of the things I have to say is my mother. Yeah. My mother never tried to groom me into someone who I wasn't. Um, I consider myself, I was always into the arts. But not only the arts, I watched my mother who displayed empathy. (laughs) And empathy goes a long way because it helps you not to judge, but it helps you to understand people. And you got to be careful because I intentionally, I've always been a loner. I've always intentionally walked past alone and that's okay. But I do that so that I can stay mentally healthy. I can stay focused and that I don't become easily influenced by negative forces. And that's one of the things that my mother instilled in me. She was the kind of woman that if you came into her presence, whenever you left, you left feeling so much better after being in her presence. And I continued on with what I saw mimic um, and instilled in me from my mother. You know, that word empathy is a word that has come up several times on my podcast, came up in the context of economic disparity in one of our conversations. One of my guests said, You know, because I grew up poor, I'm empathetic, even though I'm not poor now, I'm very empathetic to the plight of people who are in that particular place. 
there's a lot of conversation around the administration of justice and how people view law enforcement. And I know your passion. I know that that empathy translates into that. I mean, the law is the law and nobody's going to you know, violate that. But how you administrate justice, how you administrate your responsibilities, how does empathy play a role in that? So I, I have this quote, which is, there but for the grace of God go I. Yeah. So everything that I do, okay, yes, there are laws that uh, we all have to abide by. However, I make sure that people are treated fairly. Uh, people have a listening ear because I also serve as a crisis negotiator. And currently, I handle discrimination cases. And one of the things about discrimination, people have to feel as if they're not being judged. Um, and they want to make sure that they have the ability to explain what their perception of how they were discriminated against. And I have to be that listening ear. And I also have to be empathetic because it is not my perception that matters. It is their perception. And when I talk about being a negotiator, if I'm called out on a call, I have to understand a basic human need. We go back to basic human needs. Okay. People want to feel safe and protected. They want to feel included and needed. And if you implement empathy, you can understand when a person approaches or has contact with law enforcement, there is that fear because they don't know how it's going to impact them. But with empathy, if we all kind of slow down, of course, make sure we're in a safe place, everyone is safe. Right. But if we can just listen to a person's story, now there's a distinct difference between empathy and sympathy. <laughs> right, right. Okay. But we want to listen to understand so that we can see what their perspective is, if that makes sense. No, absolutely. It makes sense. You know, and I think that bringing a level of empathy into any workspace allows us to have more of a contextual awareness of where people are and you're not likely to judge. You're more likely to enter into a situation knowing that there are a variety of different factors that might have contributed to a person's demise or being in the place that they are now. And you know how to handle them with compassion. And I think that's huge. You know, one of the things that I could not wait to ask you, because I know many of our listeners are very, very interested in knowing. And I, I asked this question to my wife when I first met her, you know, coming, working in the NICU at the hospital. How do you separate? How do you leave work at work? You see in the FBI and your career, I am certain you have seen the worst of the worst. And how do you maintain personal life over against professional life without the lines getting blurred, which goes to how do you not become cynical about life, walk around forever with walls around? Like, how do you separate that? Because that is a real issue of people's ability to be able to walk away from it and leave work at work and be a normal person. Is that possible? It is definitely possible. I always say this. We all deal with what I call suppressed trauma or repetitive trauma. Okay. And one of the things that I do um, for me is, first of all, I acknowledge, I acknowledge that pain. I acknowledge that trauma. Okay. Because if you don't acknowledge it, you can't deal with it. 
Okay. So good. Yeah. But not only that, every day that I wake up, I have implemented a mindset that I will remain thankful and grateful. And one of the things I've learned is it's all about your perception. I can either choose to lie in a state of trauma and negativity, or I can choose to live a life, have a mindset of happiness and joy and realize that there's still goodness in this world. And what I tend to do is I step away from that trauma or that repetitive trauma that I have seen. And I tend to focus on the good in life because there are good people in this world. And I have family and I have two children who remind me every single day that life is worth living and you just got to remain thankful and grateful for what you do have. That is perspective, right? That is absolutely perspective. And, you know, I think that it is uh, the grace by which you do what you do. No one would ever know just seeing you that you're an FBI agent. Maybe that's training. Maybe that's just your personality. Maybe that's what the grace of God has allowed you to do. But it is amazing for me to see you navigate between the experiences you have to deal with and then come and be a normal person. And uh, I really believe that family is the great equalizer and they are a blessing from the Lord. And so I just really value and appreciate that in you. So there's a young person listening right now, maybe a college student, young adult, uh, and they're like, I want a career in law enforcement and I want to understand what my path forward should be. And I want to be an FBI agent. And this is probably what they're saying. I see it on TV. I watch the show FBI. <laughs> and that's what I want to do. Why don't you speak to them about what they need to do now, what they need to prepare themselves for, and talk about values and talk about, you know, because we don't talk a lot about, you know, social media being so popular and they're posting things on social media that last forever. Like, talk about what they need to be cognizant of as they're going down this path. And if they really want to pursue this career path, what do they need to actually know? Well, I always explain to those who want to consider a career in being the FBI, the first thing, you do not have to major in criminal justice. And some people are of the mind that you need to uh, be a police officer. I was a business major. But even before you pursue uh, your college education, you do need to be careful about what you post on social media. One of the things about being an FBI agent is there are suitability standards that come with being an FBI agent. Suitability standards, they want to know that you represent the FBI upholding its core values. And some of those core values, of course, are leadership, integrity, character. And so Staying away from criminal activities, and one of the other things that's very important is maintaining a clean credit score. Because people don't understand the importance of that. Um, if you don't maintain a good credit score, there is a concern that you could be open to bribes. Uh, staying away from drugs. Of course, although marijuana is legal in some states, on the federal level, it is not legal. And also, you know, the physical fitness requirements always encourage our youth also to 
really uh, learn how to comprehend, read, do a lot of reading, expand your vocabulary, and also be very articulate. Because a lot of times as an FBI agent, you know, you have to testify in trial and in cases. And you have to be able to paint a picture for jurors and for the judge to understand what a case is about and what it's involving. Going back to the social media posts, again, you have to be careful because they go back uh, with background checks as far as when you're 16 years old. They even go back and talk to your school teachers. You know, nobody's going to be 100% perfect in life. However, I think starting there, you know, making sure, you know, you stay away from drugs, stay away from criminal activities, be a person of, you know, uh, impeccable character and integrity. I think those are some of the uh, things that I would basically, you know, suggest for our youth to start at if they want to consider a career with the FBI. Wow. Wow. Well, you know, I think for our listeners today, I think, you know, we have a lot of takeaways here. Uh, I think it's important to know that no matter where you're from, that you can dream big. And that even in many of you who grow up in places where it may appear that it looks impossible to be able to go up certain trajectories in careers, that it's really about the content of your character. It's about the values that are instilled in you by your parents. And it's about your belief in yourself. And it's also about you believing that you can compete and not make excuses. What you're hearing uh, LaWanda say, yeah, there may be some challenges in gender, et cetera, but you don't make excuses. You compete and you do well and you prepare yourself as such. It's also important to understand how to make certain you are cognizant of the decisions you make in life because those decisions can either hinder you or they can be a great help to you. And to have that kind of awareness in terms of how you manage relationships, social media, how you prepare yourself in terms of being able to articulate well, being able to be physically fit and taking care of yourself. But it's also important to get the proper information, to be able to have someone to mentor you and to help you understand this path forward and to know that empathy matters, to know that when you are empathetic, you do bring a particular perspective to this particular career path. And what is important today, I think one of our big, big, big lessons we've learned today is that FBI agents are pretty cool people. <laughs> you know, that this is a real person here who is given her life for the service of our community to make our country a better place in our world. And it's not just the United States. This is a worldwide job. They're traveling all around the world protecting the interest of, of us. And to that end, Luanda, we are incredibly grateful for uh, what you have extended your life to do, uh, the risk you have put yourself in to protect and serve in our nation and to save, um, you know, so many lives. And I'm sure there are countless stories of things you've been able to do and yet walk away from and go home at night. And I think that's just amazing and uh, just a phenomenal thing. In closing, and I just want to appreciate you and thank you so much for taking time out for Next Level Leaders, because what this podcast is designed to do, literally, is us inspiring and exposing people to folks who are doing it well. It's one thing to say, hey, you can do this, but you you are a real live person who has done it. And now you're in a place of mentorship. And I want you to finally talk about what that looks like, because a lot of times people always tell us, and I've been on this a lot, we always tell people hierarchically who we're over, but nobody wants to talk about who they're under, right? 
And now you're in this place where you're doing a lot of training and teaching and you are really taking the values and skills and all the incredible professionalism you've had over this many years. And you are imparting and training FBI agents around the country. And can you just talk finally about the importance of finding a mentor? If you're going to go on this career path, what does that look like? So one thing I always tell people is this. We can't get caught up into how a mentor looks. You know, I grew up believing in diversity. And I also believe that a closed mouth never gets fed. And share this story because the way I became a negotiator is I basically went to the coordinator who is now retired. And I told her I wanted to be a negotiator. And she saw how committed I was to that. And she took me under her wings and she mentored me. And when she retired, I basically took over her position as being the crisis negotiator coordinator. I say that to say, if there is a career or something you desire, never be afraid to reach out to people. And they don't have to look like you. The only thing that um, I always ask is, Know what it is you want. Know what questions to ask and to be open and explain why you want to serve in a certain position or a certain career. But you have to be able to ask a person to mentor you because I can tell you right now, where I am today, it is because of mentors because I have never been afraid to ask for help. I'm not concerned with what position a person is in because if they got there, someone had to help them. And I have always, always, I'm very, very quiet and I listen and I observe first. I always make myself available for mentors. And the only reason why that I am an FBI agent today was because I was not afraid to ask someone for help and to seek guidance. And you can't be afraid to do that. Wow. Well, that's it, right? And that's that's important. And our mentors don't have to look like us or come from where we come from. They have to have the wisdom of where we're going. And I think that's what's important. And wow, I want to thank you so much, Lawanda. We're honored. I know these podcasts and interviews don't come lightly. And I truly, truly appreciate you taking a moment out of your day to inspire our listeners today. And we are praying for you and the work that you do. And we're so incredibly proud of what you're doing. And we are safer today because of the work of the FBI. And we just appreciate you so much. All of our listeners today know that this is the kind of exposure we want you to have. These are winning women. And certainly this woman is winning because she has given her life to be a blessing and to serve others And now she's on a trajectory and now has reached a certain pinnacle in her career. She's able to give back and even as a crisis negotiator, but more so in a supervisory capacity now to train and to educate others. How powerful is that? We appreciate you. Thank you so much for being a part of Next Level Leader. And to all of you that have been tuned in today, thank you so much. Make sure you follow me at Joseph Walker 3 on Instagram and share this podcast with your friends. Let them know to download it and to make certain you stay connected because we've got one more to go on winning women. And we are so blessed by the extraordinary stories we are hearing. Thank you so much for tuning in and may you be blessed in all that you put your hand to. God bless.
Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or whatever podcasts are downloaded. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at josephwalker3. I look forward to connecting.